Hello everyone, welcome back to Black Art Bulletin, a short form podcast where I highlight Black artists and creators throughout history. Please follow the podcast on Instagram so you can see all of the visual references of the pieces that we discussed during the season. You guys kind of know the drill from season one. Um, You'll see that we will post pretty frequently after episodes, before episodes, showing you guys a ton of pieces. And also, if I ever have a chance to see them in real life, I show those as well. Speaking of history, we left off discussing key players of colonial America. In this season, season two, there will be a little bit of overlap in terms of some of the time periods. A few of the artists that we discussed last season were living and working, and in this season we'll be just still discussing and covering Black artists during the antebellum era, um, or said another way, basically the period leading up to the Civil War, um, and then also during Civil War and a little bit of post-Civil War. So though American history describes this period as pretty optimistic, this is mainly because of the growth and the expansion of territories and the politics that arise during the War of 1812. The popular phrase you'll probably hear of, you might have heard of, is called Manifest Destiny, and that is directly tied to this period. For anyone that you know was wondering or needs a refresher, um, basically the definition of Manifest Destiny, um, it's a widely held cultural belief in the 19th century of the United States of America where settlers were destined to expand across North America. It reflects the positive ideas at the time of increased population, urbanization, Western movement, and technological innovation like transportation. The downside to this movement was the unclaimed land that was exploited by new territories, the residents, and just in general, the rich. So while this idea is beginning to pick up some traction, there's this group of Northern and Southern abolitionists, mainly Quakers and some Christians, that believe that slavery is wrong in God's eyes, and that forms around 1830. They developed organizations like the American Anti-Slavery Society. They developed mutual aid societies and also churches. They began supporting political campaigns around the abolition of slavery, And this is where key players like Frederick Douglass around 1857 came into play. Another big thing that happens during this time period is under Andrew Jackson, Andrew Jackson, our 17th president. Um, Under his administration, the U.S. annexed Texas and acquired California, a large selection of our Southwest after defeating Mexico in the 1847 Mexican War. Okay, so like now at this point, I know you're wondering, like, where are all the Black people and what's happening to them? Well, at this point, there are more free Black people due to immigration from Haiti and Cuba. And in the mid-1780s, there's a few states and societies petitioning for slaves' freedom and trying to protect Black people from re-enslavement. I'm going to pause here for a quick moment because... While this sounds as amazing as it can, there is always another side of a coin. And while we envision a slavery, um, 
was prevalent or, you know, like in the South, it's also prevalent in the North, in the urban cities where, you know, they basically exploited labor. Um, and it was mainly filled by people of color at the time. So, <laughs> so back to what I was saying, now that there's black colonies forming in Northern states and Canada and like free blacks are starting to occupy their types of jobs and professions. And like, this all seems great from the outside, right? There's however, so large amounts of protesting and black Americans occupying certain professions and trades like artisans being one of those. By the 1850s, wealthy Americans began collecting and displaying art. And then around 1870, 1880, municipal museums began to rise. After Abraham Lincoln's election in 1860, seven states um, basically separated from the Union and formed what we know as the Confederacy. So the emancipation of 1863 fails to provide the support of introducing many free, you know, quote unquote, free Black Americans to the market. And that created a lot of friction and struggle for these people and their families to sustain a life. Plus, they had to really compete with established tradesmen and craftsmen, artists, everyone that was basically in the workforce before they were because of being enslaved. Before all of this even happened, in 1840, while artisans were growing, you know, more aware of the craft um, and just the trade was becoming a little bit more prevalent um, with people of color, there was a ton of legislation passed making it pretty much unlawful for a master to hire a slave in trades. And they also limited the number of businesses owned by free black Americans. And however, these laws, um, plus the rollout of the Emancipation Proclamation, you know, well, the rollout of the Emancipation Proclamation was helpful, but coupled with the laws and also none of the support to adequately help these people form into a society that was already established. It made it very hard for Black businesses to grow at scale and just be really successful. So, okay, at this point, things aren't looking too great for Black artisans. And, well, low-key, it kind of gets worse, but um, this begins a few social conflicts. And, like, why, you may ask, well, majority of the wealthy and middle class, even free, um, you know, were of mixed background. And this gave them prior access and education to social distinction and training in the trade um, that a lot of the people coming out of enslavement obviously did not have. So <laughs> this is a theme that you'll see carried through. Um, well, you've seen this carry through last season. You'll continue to kind of see that carry through this season. And in upcoming episodes, we'll dive a lot deeper into some of the main um, fine artists during the colonial America. This season, I am also switching it up. There's a lot more variation of artists this season. They're actually not all fine artists. I'll say fine artists just as a um, general umbrella term, but there's a really large mix of artists that we're going to cover in season two, and I'm really excited for it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And again, follow us on Instagram so you could see all of the visuals and even more. Mm-hmm.